Welcome to Mind Muscle Mastery. We are here today to deliver a platform that will help each listener lock themselves into a continuous state of personal and professional empowerment. We want to deliver cutting-edge ideas, tips, and techniques that will help each individual ascend themselves to the apex version of their work and their home lives. Hey everyone, welcome back to Mind Muscle Mastery. This is episode 6, and today this is going to be a crazy, impactful episode with some life-altering content because I get the opportunity to share with all of you one of the single most life-altering human experiences that I have ever gone through since the day that I was born. But before I get into this content, before we start this episode today, I want to personally take the opportunity to say thank you to each and every one of you who listens to these episodes who shares these episodes, who follows, who subscribes, and who becomes part of this community. The response that we have received, the listenership that we have gained is truly honoring and humbling. So to all of you, I want to say thank you, and I am truly, truly grateful. Now today, we're going to take a turn back in the direction of personal empowerment. And when I say personal, I am going to get as deep and as personally involved as I possibly can with this specific episode, because like I said, this is one of the biggest life experiences that I have ever gone through since the day that I was born. June 14th, 2016, I was less than 60 minutes from losing my life. Now, let me back up a little bit to give you some understanding and some clarity how I got to this point. June 14th, 2016, I suffered a severe heat stroke that changed every single aspect of my life to this moment right now. So I was finally blessed with the opportunity to get the living situation that I always wanted. I was living by myself. I had a brand new townhome. I was living on lakefront property, and it was exactly what I had worked for. It was exactly what I had envisioned, and I was so grateful. I was so thankful. I was so happy that I was finally being able to live exactly how I wanted to. Now, I had been living in this place for about three months, and I didn't really have a lot of stuff that I could use in the water. I didn't have a jet ski. I didn't have a boat. I didn't have a canoe or a kayak or anything fun like that. But what I was doing is I was starting to collect a good quality amount of friends that were in the local area. And one of the people that I became friends with at my gym, her and her sister had a bunch of different things to their disposal at their house. So one day she texts me and says, Hey, My sister and I are here. We're going to go out paddleboarding. My cousin left her board here. Would you like to join us? And I'm thinking to myself, absolutely, hell yeah, I want to go out and do this. I don't really have anything going on today. It's a beautiful day. It's 98 degrees outside. The sun is shining. There's literally no clouds in the sky. The UV index is about a 10. Absolutely, I want to go out and paddleboard. I had never done it before. So I said, you know what? This is the best way and the best chance for me to learn something new. I might fall in love with it. So I text her back and said, please hurry up, get over here. I want to do this. Let's go out. Let's have some fun. 
About 30 minutes later, I get down to the water. They meet me there. We unload the car. We get the boards and the oars out into the lake. We spend a little bit of time getting our balance and our bearings. And finally, we get up, we stand up, and we start paddling around the lake on this beautiful crystal clear day. And I'm talking about the sun is shining. It is hot. It is nice. There are people out on the lake. It is a picture perfect day to spend on the water. And I am having the time of my life because I am mastering something that I did not think I'd be able to do right from the beginning. And that is paddle boarding because if you haven't done it, it is a hard activity to do because it requires a lot of balance, a lot of focus, and a lot of attention. And I'm an athletic person, but this is something I'm doing for the first time, so I am really proud of myself that I can do it, and I can do it so well. So we do this for a while. We're out on the water for about 45, maybe 50 minutes, and I had had enough because it was really hot, and my skin was starting to get red, and I was stupid. And I'll tell you that right now. I'm not afraid to admit it. I was stupid. I went out without a hat, without any sunglasses, without a t-shirt on, or any type of sunscreen. All I had on were some compression shorts that went from my hips down to my knees. And I didn't really have any other protection other than that. So I figured, you know what, it's probably time. I've been out here for almost an hour. I'm, I'm hot. I'm tired. I'm thirsty. I didn't really have much to eat at all that day. So you know what, I'm going to go in. So I wave to the two girls. I tell them I'm going to go in. We paddle back to the shore. We get to the beach. We take the boards out. We put them back in the car, make sure everything is strapped down and secured. I hug them. I say, thank you for this awesome experience. They take off. They go back to their side of the lake. And as they're leaving, I go over to my book bag that I had sitting off to the side. I reach into the bag. I pull my headphones out. I plug it into my cell phone, put the headphones into my ear, and I start listening to music. I sit down on this uh, large plastic lawn chair that I had sitting on the beach where you can recline it all the way back and, and put it into like a laying position. So I lay down on this chair. I've got my headphones in. I'm listening to music. I lay down. I close my eyes. I'm already a little tired. I'm, I'm probably dehydrated already. I haven't eaten much. And I fell asleep in the sun, face up for five more hours. And when I woke up, everything about my life changed right there in that moment. I woke up, my body was physically hurting because of the amount of sunburn that I had. But not only that, I was suffering a severe heat stroke and my body was immediately beginning to shut down. I wasn't just suffering a heat stroke, I was extremely dehydrated. So I sit up and I try to get my bearings about me. I take my headphones out, I look at my phone and I'm thinking, what the hell just happened? I was asleep for almost five hours. I'm trying to make sense of what's going on. I'm looking at my chest and my arms and they are blistering red. I'm in pain from the sunburn and I'm starting to get really dizzy. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, Adam, you got to get up. You got to go put some lotion on. You got to drink some water, eat some food. You got to get your body back in health. And as soon as I stand up, I can feel my blood pressure change in my body. And then I feel this pop sensation in the back of my head. And everything after that moment changed forever. I felt this strange sensation in the center of the back of my head start to creep around the side of my head. It got to my ears. And when it got to my ears, it created this large overwhelming, loud ringing sensation going on in my ears. And then it kept creeping around the side of my face and it got to my eyes and it started to mess with my vision. 
So what I mean by that is my vision started to feel like everything dropped all the way down and it looked like I was experiencing tunnel vision and it felt like I was bouncing on a trampoline, like everything in front of me was moving and wiggling. And then it felt like the world started to spin and it felt like it was in an inverted, weird looking strange way. And then I got this thing called delayed vision where I could look to the right and still see what I was previously looking at over at the left. My body was shutting down. I was starting to get chills and I was in a really, really bad position. And my heart started to beat because I knew that I was going through a really, really bad traumatic experience. So I pick up my phone and my initial instinct was to call my friend that lived right by where I was living. And thankfully he answered and I tell him, Hey man, I need help. I need help. I just fell asleep in the sun. I don't know if I'm having a heat stroke or if I'm having sunstroke or if I'm having a real stroke, I might be having a heart attack. I was frantic on the phone. He said, don't worry. I'll be right there. And literally he was right there, picked me up, got me into his car and we took off down the street to a hospital that was called St. Joe Mercy, Oakland. Now in the car is where everything started to change. I could feel my body begin to shut down even more. I was getting these sensations of I was falling through the floor. I was getting these stronger sensations of tunnel vision. My vision was getting worse. I started getting full-blown nausea. I started vomiting out the window. My ears were ringing even more. And then to add insult to that injury, I began to start fading in and out of consciousness. I could feel myself starting to fall asleep. And this is where I began to actually get scared. I reach over to my friend, I grab his arm and I say, please, please get me to this hospital and please do not let me fall asleep on the way there. Because I knew that if I fell asleep, there was a strong probability that I might not wake back up. And here I am in this car. I didn't get the opportunity to tell my parents that I love them. I didn't get the opportunity to tell my sisters that I love them, to tell my grandfather that I loved him, to let my closest friends know how much they meant to me. Here I am in the passenger seat of this car and I can feel my body shutting down and the fact that this could be the last time that I'm alive. And I felt that hit me like an uppercut. So we end up making it to the hospital. My friend parks the car right by the emergency door. He runs in, he gets a wheelchair, he brings me out, he puts me in the wheelchair, and he sprints me right into the emergency room. He lets the person at the front desk know that I'm in a really bad traumatic state. I can barely keep myself up. I can barely keep my eyes open. I'm having trouble talking. I'm having trouble focusing. So they rush me into the ER and they take me straight in to trauma one. And from what I can recollect... From what I can remember from this experience, that day I saw, I heard, and I smelled what hell itself must be like. As soon as those doors opened up, chaos was all that I could recognize. They took me down this hallway and immediately to the right was a young man that I later found out was in a head-on car collision and he had broken multiple bones in his body and I could hear him screaming in agonizing pain. We went a little bit farther on down the hallway and there was a person, I don't know if it was a man or a woman, that was in trauma six, uh, trauma room six and this individual had been burned. And I don't know if any of you have ever been in firefighting or in police work or in the military, but when you smell burning human flesh... 
It is an odor that you can never remove from your memory. We go a little bit farther on down the hallway. They take me straight across to my room, trauma room seven. They put me in the room and they begin running tests immediately. They run tests on my vision. They run tests on my hearing. They pull a, a tube of saliva out of my mouth. They try to have me focus. They try to keep me alert. They try to see what's going on. They immediately rush back. They put me on a bed. They take me into a room. They put me into an MRI. They got to make sure I'm not having brain bleed. They got to make sure that I'm not close to dying. They're running all this diagnosis. They take me out. They bring me back into the room. They put an IV line into my arm. They calm the nausea down. I stop vomiting. They start rehydrating me and they give me a sedative to calm me down and to make me feel a little bit more peaceful. So the doctor comes in with the results that he has in his hands. He sits down right next to me. He grabs my leg and he says, Adam, I really don't know how you got to this point, but you just suffered a severe heat stroke coupled with severe dehydration. And from the test results that I can see, you were less than 60 minutes from not making it. And then he went over a list of different things that I needed to work on, that I was going to need to do some different procedures, some different testing. He told me that I should reach out and call some family members and let them know what was going on. And then he went over the list of things that I absolutely could not do as I was in my recovery process. So he said to me, absolutely no more sun, no more caffeine, no more alcohol, no more altitude. I couldn't get on an elevator or an escalator, absolutely no airplane rides. He did not want me driving at night. He did not want me in bars or clubs with bright flash lights or loud sounds, absolutely no working out and getting my heart rate over a certain beat, and then absolutely no more sun. So basically, I became a prisoner in my own body. But the doctor finished what he was saying with this right here. Adam, you get to go home. And the most overwhelming sensation of gratitude and thankfulness washed over my entire body because I realized that even right now, sitting at this extremely low, unhealthy point in my life, I get to go home. And the people that I was wheeled past aren't going home. Somebody somewhere in that hospital found out they have cancer. Somebody found out they need a heart transplant. Somebody in that hospital somewhere even died that day. And here I am, face to face with death itself, and the doctor tells me I get to go home and I get to have a second chance. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up, the reason I'm sharing this story with you today is not because I want your pity. It's not because I want you to reach out to me and ask me if everything is okay, if I feel better, if there's anything you can do to help. Absolutely not. The reason I am sharing this story with you today is because I can physically promise you there is a light, there is a finish line to the tragedy you are experiencing. Whether that be an injury, whether that be a disease, whether that be a divorce, a bankruptcy with your company, the death of a son, a daughter, a sibling, a mother, or a father, whatever the case may be, I want you to understand this concept right here. If you're alive, if you're breathing, and you are here in this moment, you have survived 100% of your worst days. And you 
get to go home. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, that is it for today's episode. If this episode resonated with you, whatever platform you're on, take a quick minute and interact with us. If you're at Apple Podcasts, press the subscribe button at the top, scroll down, give us a rating. If you're listening on Spotify, simply just press the follow button, continue your listenership with us. And as always, we leave you with this message. I wish you health, wealth, love for yourself, all of the best types of success until the day that you rest. Thank you, everybody. I am forever grateful.